Thank you for tuning back into the Modern Day Overthinker podcast, or if you're new, welcome. This episode is featuring Leslie Mitchell. She's a stand-up comedian, improv comedian in the Quad Cities. We met about a year ago. She's a great influence here for all of us degenerate comedians, and she wanted to share with us that she's not perfect. Like, we make her out to be here in the comedy community because that's what happens sometimes. People have a perception and they don't really have other things to go off of. So, Leslie was able to share her experiences with anxiety in her past and how she's worked on it. She brought a couple books with her. She came prepared. We also talked about stand-up comedy, of course, as well as relationships and how she views relationships with the opposite sex or if you have relations with the same sex, but romantic relationships is what I'm getting at. So, without further ado, here is the episode with Leslie Mitchell. Today on the podcast, I have Leslie Mitchell, who's a fellow comedian in the Quad Cities, and we've known each other for, I would say, about a year. Yeah. I think you were on the first mic I was on. Oh, yeah? Cool. Renwick. Yeah, I was at the Renwick in like April of last year. It was when they first started doing them, and Chris had encouraged me to do that. You knew Chris beforehand? I've known Chris for many years. I know his brother. Okay. Tommy. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if you met Tommy, but Mm-mm. he's his younger brother. I think Tommy's the youngest, and I think he has two other brothers. I think there's four brothers. Do you go to school with them or something? Yeah. Okay. All the assumption people know each other. It's just kind of <laughs> how it goes, and uh, in some way, shape, or form. So I'll let you kind of introduce yourself as far as uh you know what what you do and uh yeah i'm intrigued is you work for yourself or okay which is awesome how long have you been doing that 20 this is my 22nd year of having my own business i'm a graphic design business called mitchell design link awesome uh, mitchelldesignlink.com and i do graphic design marketing copywriting all that good stuff illustration Awesome. Yeah. So I assume you designed your own stickers. I designed everything. Everything. And you also did the Bix shirt. Yeah, I, I, I work for the Bix. I'm their merchandise director. Oh. So I'm in charge of the race shirt. So when you sign up to run the Quad City Times Bix 7, you get my shirt. And then when you go and pick up your packet before race day and they have like, like it's called an expo, and you, and you get their shirts for sale and I design shirts for sale. And we try to raise money for the, the community and so we to, to keep having the race. And the race so is you, in its forty eighth year. So it's a different shirt? Yeah, or? the shirt well, every year is a different uh, teacher. Every year, yeah, yeah. You know, every year is a different teacher. I will say that this year is my favorite design that one of my favorite definitely the favorite design I've ever done. I saw it a while ago and I like it. Zach just texted me yesterday that he signed up. Yeah, because he I he gets saw free he, for the military, but still oh, really? yeah, but still he's it's a goal for him, and he's gonna, and he's gonna like 
you know Zach's gonna try to bust ass and oh yeah, really he's gonna try job. to he's gonna try to beat the Kenyans. Oh, he's gonna do. Uh, yeah. He's gonna balls to the wall. So uh, he'll probably be dead. Yeah, because it's usually so hot, it's so on, hot. On, on those days. But um, yeah, and I I I still have one of my favorite memories ever when Zach was like, I'm gonna do it. And he was drunk. And no, 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 no. He, he says was just, he was drunk. Was he? Well, maybe. But we were in That's the green room of excuse. Renwick, and it was me and him, and Ben Woodfield, who is, is the not going to do it. Opposite of fitness. Yeah. And he was laying on the sofa, and Zach's like all excited, like we should all. I should get a bunch of people. We should get you know like Colin and Austin and and Shane, and we'll just all do the race. And I go, oh. And then he looked over at Ben. Ben's like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. No. Ben knows himself. Yeah, he does. Well, a little kinda. bit. He's, yeah, he's on his way. He's At least young, he knows himself he, from a he, fitness perspective. He knows that. He's <laughs> like, there's no way that's well, happening. And I always try to say, well, if you want to try it or just be a part of the community yeah. and do it, there's a two miler, right? So, like, my brother would do the two mile and yeah. then he'll just go to the I would probably festival. do that. I can handle that. But. Yeah. But uh, Ben goes, I'm not. No, I'm not even doing two miles. I'm like, you could walk it. And he's like, no, I don't. I don't walk. Like he, he sounded like an eighty-year-old man. Like, no, he is like, but he's twenty-three. Yeah, fat bastard. I ain't doing anything. He's just like no fun. No, and I gotta, gotta, gotta appreciate that honestly. Yeah, it's like don't no. He, but Zach's like, don't you want to like take a challenge and have a challenge and something to? You know? No. He didn't ask me, uh, but my response would have been similar. I, I think you could. Try. Yeah, I could probably do it now that I've been actually. Doing something. I'm trying to think if Zach got last. anybody to do it with him. Nobody would do it to his degree of no, intensity. No, no. Austin could be talked into yeah. it. Shane would always say yes to anything. <laughs> yeah. Shane says yes to, that's probably his detriment, is he says yes to everything. I know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but um, no one's going to attempt it like Zach would. No, no. Yeah. We, he, we talked about he that. He might just win the whole damn thing. <laughs> he won't, though. No, he won't. He won't. He's he's white. He's, he's a white guy. <laughs> he's That's why every yeah. year it's just statistically proven that yeah, they got guys that come into town and just and those are all hills and I think they, they have, just haul can you imagine ass. five minute like miles five six minute miles no. in those hills in that heat and just I could barely do that on the elliptical. Done. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't even I can't. The fastest I've ever been is like a nine minute mile, eight and a half minute mile. And I can't hold that for not that long. Yeah, that's all. That's not me anymore either. I'm too old for that shit. How long have you been running the VIX? I don't really run Bix anymore. Oh, you don't um, run it anymore. No, because I'm selling. Because you're too and, busy. Yeah, and yeah. I'm doing the. Did you? The you've run it in the past though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I just got shy over of an hour, maybe 107 was my best time. My dad is so proud. He was 40 and he did it in 45 minutes or something when he was 40, when he was a younger, younger guy. That's and, impressive. Yeah. He used to be a runner. He used to call himself an ice cream and beer runner. He'd, <laughs> he'd do four miles a day just so he could eat ice cream and drink beer and, that, and stay fit. And that was it. That's like probably my, I don't know if that's my buddy Danny. Uh, Dan's mentality, but he runs a lot. His whole family just runs. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know the Freshly family. No, but um, you you being from Assumption, do you know the Mellon family? I do not. They're all runners. They're all awesome. Okay. Yeah. They're probably younger than you. It could be. Yeah. 
I graduated in 2008. I'm 32. So. You're 32. Okay. Yeah, it could be. Just missed him. But yeah. Are we uh, talking about mental health and shit? Yeah, we should do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you brought some books. You came prepared. Uh, so yeah, the first thing that you brought up when we started talking was anxiety and what you've done to not necessarily overcome it because obviously it probably still exists, but done a better job at living with it and, you know, not letting it control your life, I should say. That's a great way to say that. So I would say you're 32 yeah, and I'm going to be 51 in July. So what I think is it's interesting because when you guys talk about this stuff, I think I, I always get this impression and I'm always around you guys that are younger. So it's like, oh, Leslie, you're fine. Like we're all damaged goods. But Leslie, she's got it. She's got it together, you know. And I'm like, mm, okay, I'll just let you think that. Uh, I'll just yeah. let you think that, but, yeah. but I always say like, just time, you know, time does fix a lot of things. That is something I've learned. Yes. Yeah. And so I would say right out of college, like three weeks out of college, I moved and I went to Iowa State, graduated from Iowa State. I drove with a good girlfriend to Arizona, wanted to live somewhere else, wanted to be, you know, figure out who you are at Classic. 20, yeah. 21 years old. And I lived in Arizona for like 10 years. Oh. And uh, so. Uh, living my life. We're at in Arizona? Phoenix. Nice. Yeah, I lived right, and technically I lived right kind of where Phoenix, Scottsdale, and Tempe all kind of merge together. And I was like a beginning graphic designer, and a few years into that, I tried stand-up actually when I was down there once. One time. One time when I was in my early 20s, and I realized that I really didn't have anything to say. I was just a goofball. Like when you're in your 20s with your girlfriends, you're just in the clubs. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what you think you're supposed to, where you're supposed to meet the, the opposite sex and, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so I'd be cutting it up with my girlfriends and they were like, oh, you should try this, like, you know, stand up. And I tried it once and it was not very good. So, but I did, I wasn't an improv. But you were troop. completely unprepared. You just... I just didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't, I hadn't had no idea. But, yeah. uh, and you're on your own so much. On, you know, back then, being so young, standing on stage by myself, that was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but I had made some friends, and then a couple of them were in an improv troupe that this this theater that had the stand-up classes and stuff had. And I ended up joining the improv troupe, not knowing what it was. And it was short form, kind of like whose line is it anyway. Yeah. Silly, very family-oriented. And I really got into that, and that's what I met my kind of tribe in your 20s. And I was just going along my life, being a graphic designer for a small firm, and 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 doing that on the side. You got into graphic design at, like, a really good time, too. I went to school for it. I was at Iowa State for graphic design. And it's funny because— No, but, like, that major and just going to that industry, that was a great time to get into graphic design. It, it, my brain works for that— world and it works for improv and it even works for stand-up which is how many ideas can you come up with in your head at one time you know like how many logos can you draw for for and for a specific brand yeah. and, and that kind of thing and uh so my brain works this way in general so it was perfect for me and I always liked to draw I was always a kid that drew and stuff mm -hmm. so um I was going about my life and I was about I was coming up to your 
age. Like I was, I think I was between, between 29 and like 32, 33 was when what I figured out later was anxiety was starting to happen. And it manifested, of course, when it's happening to you, you don't really step back and analyze and figure it out. It's just starting to happen. And what was happening was uh, my brothers, and I have two brothers, and we're all a year apart. So we're all pretty close in age, and we all are experiencing life things at the same time. Uh. And my brothers were getting married, and they were, and my one brother had had a, a baby. So we had the first grandchild in the family. And for whatever reason, uh, I, t- I had turned 29. And in Arizona, everybody's got a p- swimming pool. Yeah. And that's kind of the way it is. Um, yeah, because the yeah. summers are brutal. Summers are brutal. They're brutal right now. I think it's like 105, 106 right now yeah. in Arizona. And it's the kind of heat. They say it's a dry heat, and which is true. Uh, but it's like when you open your oven to pull out a pizza, it, that's that's the heat of oh, Arizona. Oh, I know. Yeah. I've been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was there in August. and. It... Oh, yeah. It's it's rough, man. Like, it, it's rough. Um, you can fry an egg on the sidewalk kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I... Uh, in the spring, and well, it's it's legal. It, it's illegal to not have a fence around your pool. You yeah. have to have a fence. Yeah. Around your so, pool. so every spring when pool season is starting back up again, in the news there would be almost like a, 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 just repetitive for a while. It'd be this baby drowned in the pool, got through the gate, baby crawled out of the backyard into oh. the backyard, drowned in the pool. Lots of them, always, every year after year. You know, parents weren't looking, baby gets out, yeah, drowns. And what I found I was doing was when I was trying to go to sleep at night, I started dreaming that my baby niece was the baby mm. that was drowning in the pool. And I would, I didn't know why. It was a recurring dream constantly. And I would scare the shit out of myself and I'd wake up. And then I wouldn't want to go back to sleep. Yeah. So I would stay up all night watching TV, and then it'd be morning time to go to work. And so then I'd over-caffeinate myself to survive the work day. Yeah. And then whatever I did at night, you know, live life, whatever the improv theater, whatever I was doing, and then repeat that cycle over and over again. And I was pretty much zombie sleeping. Yeah. Over-caffeinating fantasizing that my niece was dead. You know what I mean? And I would never see it, like, gory, but it would be very, very scary. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And I didn't know really what was happening. Mm -hmm. And that went on for quite a while. I would say somewhere between three to six months where I just couldn't, and I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't grow up, and I was by myself, the whole idea of leaving Iowa to go to Arizona was I want to find out who I am as a human being. Yeah. I don't want family around me. I want to come up. I, I was very bold about it. I was like, I'm going to find my own family or I'm going to make my own family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to be a successful person on my own. All of this. And uh, it was a late night television infomercial that mm-hmm. was this woman, uh, Lucinda Bassett, and she uh, promoted her books, and she has, like, some uh, institute somewhere in Ohio 
um, and she talked about having anxiety disorder and what she did and all that. And then so I got the book from a late night TV show. Wow. Yeah. And then that coincided with, uh, and I read this book and it changed everything for me. And, uh, and then at lunchtime, I, would, I had enough time to, and I lived close enough to go home for lunch. And for whatever reason, my little single life, my little lean cuisine and Diet Coke, that, mo- that hour also had the Dr. Phil show. Uh, and so, and it was really popular at that time. Mm-hmm. He was pretty new. Yeah. And so I would watch an episode of that all it's the time. It's crazy how long he's been on the air. He's still on the air. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even occur to me that he's still on the air, yep. but he, uh, there were always that random episode that would fit what I was kind of figuring out. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, it never occurred to me to go see help, get help. Um, this book and uh, two of Dr. Phil's books, and I think she had a work a workbook too, helped me figure out why I was doing what I was doing. Yeah, I did end up going to a a, a therapist one time, and it was because I had. She kind of said, "You are an extreme warrior." Yeah, and. Uh, basically gave me like worksheets like what's the worst that could happen write that down what's the wor-? like push yourself to say what is the worst that can happen yeah and then if you can push it far enough that yeah it's okay you know that if i i get fired I've heard that or something before. yeah i discovered that i at 29 had just given myself so much pressure thinking that i had to be i should be married by now Mm. I should have children by now. Yeah. I should have a, I, I had a little house, a cute little townhouse, but I'm like, I should have a bigger house. Yeah. I should have won more awards in graphic design. And, the, you know, and I actually did win awards, uh, you know, published that kind of thing. But I guess I thought it, I should have wasn't more. Yeah. It wasn't good enough. I'm not good enough. Um, yeah. A lot of comparison. Of uh, yeah. Comparing very, yourself to other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had two brothers. I still have them, duh. Yeah. But we're all three in close in age, and so are you when youngest? We pour, or I'm the oldest. Oldest. Okay. Yeah, but I'm also the only girl. Yeah. So and so that I grew up in an era of you could all play together and do competitive sports until this age where obviously you're a girl now. You know, yeah. you we're all kids together until it's obvious that you're a girl, and now you have to watch from the stands. Yeah. Because there's only so many carpools and the boys, there's two boys and one girl. So now you get to watch the hockey games. And I, I I mean, they don't do that to girls now, but I did get a bit of that. And so I had a bit of a rebel to me of, fuck you. Yeah. But I also had a, oh, that this must be how it is because nobody's saying it's not. Yeah. You know, so I, I really had to work at it for a few years of the anxiety of that. And it, and it did slowly kind of work its way out. I, 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 I listened to your podcast with the uh, Lobos guy and I was like him too. I I really resonated with what he said of, I didn't want to take any drugs because I was also at the time, uh, uh, us, uh, a a play, a player in a, in an improv show every Friday, Saturday night, and I got to be on stage, and I was afraid. 
and being a graphic designer, having to come up with ideas. You're and afraid create. it would mess up with oh, the yeah. I was creative afraid process? Know. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. So I really yeah. had to work at, I, I, and I still sometimes have to work at, am I successful enough or what is success to me? Yeah, you have to have your own... And I think I do now. Yeah. I think I do. And that, but every once in a great while, I'll be like, "Oh, I should have did this, or I should have went yeah. there," and that kind of thing. But yeah, I I really had to battle that, and that was a scary, scary thing for me. That's, that's almost like a. I mean, OCD is an anxiety disorder. You were literally obsessed with that scenario. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. I mean, I guess you didn't really have a compulsion involved with it. I guess, well, not sleeping would be was your compulsion. Well, I won- You avoided it. That's yeah. how you avoided it. That and- was one thing I did do is kind of ease back on the caffeine. Oh, yeah. That, you know? That just spikes it. Big time. But I didn't live near my my niece and, ne- my niece yeah. and nephews and stuff. I, I wondered, like, would I have been afraid to pick them up? Mm-hmm. You know? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't have to answer that question, yeah. luckily. Yeah, like, oh, I, I... What if I hurt them? You know, what is it me? Yeah. You know? But, and, and all of that was legitimately to avoid the question of, is it okay that I'm not married at 29? Is yeah. it You know, is it okay that this is what my career is? Had you been in any serious relationships? At, no, I don't think so. Not at that time. I don't. It's funny, like what you consider serious. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A good point. I think I had I had a first love at like nineteen, and that's who I would say was my first yeah. like love. Um, and the rest were no big deal. And part of that, I think, I really didn't date. I had a couple boyfriends, like, but not anything serious. And I think that's because I ultimately knew I wanted to come back to the Midwest. You knew you weren't going to stay there. Probably. I knew I wasn't going to stay there. I was looking for a Midwest guy. Not in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're, you, out there. Every, they're out there. Yeah. yeah. There's obviously enough, you know, snowbirdy types or I was out there. So yeah. they have to be yeah. out there. But I also think if I didn't have a, I, it's very much a stereotypical man phrase to say men have to be ready in their careers before they'll settle down. Hmm. And I feel like I was that because looking back, there was like one guy that if I would have been okay with where I was career wise in my life. Yeah. He would have been the dude. Yeah. Sure. And I, that brings up a question. Like everybody thinks like, not everybody, but you know, like the cliche is like, Oh, there's only one person for everyone. And I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. There's so many people, like, it's just, and then, like, I I forgot who had a joke about it. Like, you think that, you know, that one person just happens to live 10 miles from you, <laughs> just conveniently. So I moved to Chicago. After 10 years in Arizona, I moved to Chicago. Got, because got a little it, closer. Yeah, got a little closer. Wanted the, to know the kids. My brother now had three, and my other brother had one. And so I wanted to know them a little bit, but I loved living in a bigger city. Yeah. And I realized that I was pretty darn good at this improv thing, and I really enjoyed it. What if I go to Chicago where everybody 
that's where it's yeah. at, right? Yeah. And so, Second City, like, all that stuff. you know, literally Tina Fey left and I just showed up. And so, like, she's the senior, I'm the freshman kind of a thing. And I was like, okay, let's see if I really have what it takes. And I had been working for myself for a couple of years because I wanted to see how that worked. Mm-hmm. And I was out able to take a couple clients with me and get a good start there. So I could still work out of my little apartment, and I did uh, perform at Improv Olympic, and I took classes at I.O., or right, not at I.O., because that's Improv Olympic, at Second City and things like that. And so I found that I, I was fine there, and I did really well there and made some really good friends and stuff. And uh, it, in Chicago is where I met my husband, who was a Chicago guy. Okay. Yeah. So you grew up in what what part of Chicago did he grew he grew up in Edison Park. Yeah, I'm not sure that. That's is. the Harlem stop on the Blue Line. Okay. Your brother might know. Yeah, he would know. Uh, I know. so to, for your brother uh, Jacob. What's your brother's name? Austin. Austin. That's so not even close. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. I don't think I ever told you his name, so that's, that's fine. That's funny. Um, uh, I, we used to live on the Brown Line share, uh, Sedgwick stop. When I lived there, I lived on Irving. I lived on Irving and Ashland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. six months. <laughs> oh, for six months. Irving and Ashland. Okay. Yeah, it's a different area now. I mean, it's different now than I think they knocked down where I live and they developed that area from the time I was there, which would have been in 2012, 2013. Okay. But uh, let's talk about that. Uh, love of your life that you think there's only one that kind of thing that is just how i like was it's silly so yeah my uh so when i was in chicago i did a lot of sketch comedy and i actually toured with a sketch comedy group and then uh, we split off and there was me and a girlfriend that we did girly that was our sketch show girly and uh that's what i really like that's what you like sketch well that's what I've been talking to James about it. He's been doing, He's well, he's written a couple sketches that I'm going to be a part of. That's awesome. Yeah. Do things that you enjoy doing. Yeah. Because I always loved, like, I always loved SNL, and uh, I always loved, Chappelle's show is, like, my favorite show of all time. Like, that, <laughs> that I grew up, that's, I was, like, 12 and 13. Have you seen Mr. Show? I've heard of it. Oh, I'll give you a DVD. Okay. Uh, you have a DVD player? You, I do. You young kids today. I do. Um, but I'll give you a DVD. I haven't used it in a while, but I have one. That's all right. You'll like it. Um, but in Gurley, we both met our husbands at roughly the same time. Okay. Um, she was very much, and then she visited me a, a few years after the fact, and she was, she's, we ha, were, we're walking, and she goes, oh, my God. She was so full of lovey-dovey-ness, yeah. and she's a little younger than me. She goes, can you imagine a life. I mean, I just can't imagine my life without Matt in it. Oh my God. I just, I don't know what would have happened if we never would have met. And she, she got all romantic-y and said to me, she goes, can you imagine being married to anyone other than Eric? And I went, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I could. I could very much so. I mean, I love him, but I think a huge portion of it is I made a choice. Yeah. I I chose this person and now I'm going to the now the now the journey begins yeah you know how do i how do you keep falling in love over and over again and how do you hang in there and that's a testament to your character and your love does get deeper as time goes on but it's because you chose to do that yeah if you're like 
two weeks in and it's like a huge like you're obsessed with each other that's like a red flag to me i feel like you have to ask yourself why i so when almost i it depends or if it's if, just one person that's like that and the other person's not yeah yeah uh, you, you both have to have the right reasons yeah, yeah you know like i approached once i knew what i wanted oh there goes the camera at this moment my camera fell and video was interrupted we weren't able to get full video of this episode but i appreciate everyone listening the old school way but yeah sorry about your camera no nah, it's fine it looks a little james bondy it's uh yeah those gopros are nice but yeah they're uh i had a better stand for it but i broke it because it was a cheap amazon gotcha purchase. so i gotta get a new one okay that's actually just supposed to be for my phone. I just kind of made it work. Cool. So. Okay. That's my stand I bought for doing Instagram, TikToks, and recording my sets. So. Cool. I need to figure out how the remote works. That would be nice because I could be like stand on stage and just play. Oh. <laughs> and then do that for yourself. That'd be cool. Yeah. Make it a joke if I don't need to. <laughs> I'm turning everything into I, I've. You start, did you ever start doing that or do you do that all the time now? I do it. I go, where your life you just find you. Yeah. 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 I just mean, and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what I was telling you about yesterday, which I won't yeah. talk about on here, but yeah, I could just turn anything into make light of any situation, it seems like. I think that's the best way to live your life. Yeah. Honestly, or to find that groundedness. I just got to remember to write it down or. Mm -hmm. Or record it, or not remember, or just not be so, not be late. Some of the, my stuff like comes like I'm about to go to sleep, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. So, Do you oh, have a notepad by your by your bed? I need to put one there, but I also mm -hmm. have my phone. But I like writing. I I started out like doing everything on my phone, like some of the other guys do, but I, I don't like it. I cannot use my phone. I like writing. I, yeah, me too. I have tons and tons of notebooks. My handwriting is pretty terrible, but I can read it, so it's fine. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. I, I have uh, notes and notes. I'm, I'm coming up. I have a show on Friday night, and I'm doing 20 minutes. And so um, yeah. I have, I'm just going through all my stuff and seeing what I want to. What time is that do. show? Is it at 8? I don't know. <laughs> I hope it's at 8 <laughs> I because I, I get off Are work you talking about, this is. Uh, Anderson Coffee, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get to go to Anderson Coffee House. I've heard it's awesome. I hear, I've heard good things too, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, I want to try to make it. Uh, oh, cool! Yeah, just so I can. I want to see the. I just want to see the room in general, and uh, there's quite a few of you going up too. Yeah, I think so. There's a couple people I don't know, which I'm always happy to yeah. meet. I like meeting new comics. I like having conversations with people I've never met before, and that that kind of excites me. So. Yeah, I got to do. Uh, last minute guest spot in Dubuque on Saturday. Okay. Five minutes? Yeah, just five, six. Mm -hmm. Well, they told me five to seven. Okay. And I was like, okay. I did six, right? Okay. And uh, it was for, uh, her last name's Dukin. I can't remember her first name. Jeannie Dukin. Okay. And uh, she's out of Chicago, and she's really, really funny. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Austin was hosting in last minute. It was on, sat on Saturday, Saturday, like, Early afternoon, he texted me. I was like, hey, would you be interested in doing a guest spot in Dubuque tonight? I'm like, 
very short notice, but you're lucky that I didn't have anything really going on. So yes. And he was driving even better. I was like, I got to do this. Like, yeah, take that opportunity. Stupid not to. We're kind of lucky to have so many opportunities down there if we can get them. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's a, a great, any practice is good practice. And I got to meet her and I met her, her opener DJ. I can't remember his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Who was, was the feature? The feature was 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 Jeannie Dugan. No, no, no. Here's so here's oh, how yeah, a comedy yeah. Sorry, show goes. I, I'm not good at that still because I'm only a year in. So okay, uh, your guests. Sometimes there's a guest yeah. spot, which is five minutes. That was me on average. Yeah. Then there is the feature, who's usually ten, anywhere from ten to fifteen, and then there's an opener and a headliner. Uh, the feature was Dan McCall. All right. Nice. If we're going in that order. Yeah, and, and yeah. you're going to want to, it's kind of like a respect thing down the line, because if you're, if you're a guest, but you go, I opened for, I'm like, mm, no, don't do that. Oh, okay. That's like somebody who says they took a class at Second City and then put on their resume, I did Second City. Mm. Did you? Did you do an Iron Man or did you just ride a bicycle? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, that's you know good. I mean? to, that's good to know. Yeah, I didn't really, in the in the world. In the world, okay. like nobody's gonna say anything to you, but okay, they'll secretly go, "That guy's a dick." You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you gotta yeah. Wake up, you gotta be careful of that. But nobody knows. Yeah, hopefully people just know I'm stupid. <laughs> 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 well, when it comes to that, I I don't, yeah, you know. And I talked to some, I actually talked to a venue today about trying to do a, my own showcase. Oh, that's awesome! Thing. Yeah, so uh, good for you. Which would be great, and it would be in Davenport downtown. Get to the location because I don't have it set. But. I feel like we could use some more opportunities in Davenport. In Davenport, I don't go to Dubuque every week. It's, I love well, Dubuque. It's expensive. Yeah. Gas-wise, it's expensive. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, luckily, we've been, you know, there's a good group of us that can get together. I know some of us like to, I like to drive. I At first, I liked driving separately because then I can leave when I want. Yes. I do like that yeah, advantage. Yeah. But now I'm to the point where it's just like, I would just rather just not drive. I, I, I feel you Sometimes. on that. I so feel you on that. I'm not the greatest night driver, and I'm a morning person, so I like to mm. go to at a decent time i'm not a morning person but i want to become one i've just it just needs to happen uh at this point in my life what time do you get up in the morning uh depends on if i work at seven or eight but normally right before i have to work no kidding yeah oh wow yeah it's not good Mm -hmm. i have bad habits um that's another thing that's helped my anxiety and not feeling like rushed. Said, not feeling rushed. Being in a routine. I've heard that. I've heard the yeah, the not being rushed. Like my friend Grace told me that a long time ago. And uh I I listened, but I didn't actually hear. I didn't well, I didn't implement it. That's okay. the problem. I know. Maybe you're just not ready to implement it. So when I am now, I yeah. think. Yeah. Okay. Especially after what I just told you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best advice I ever got and I and I implemented it eventually was you know everybody bitches up, about love do you get up at 5 a.m you know not at 5 a.m we get up at 6 oh six okay. we get up at six let the dog out uh i make coffee okay i put on my running type gear workout gear and then i go down to the basement and i uh work on, on we have an elliptical and okay. i and i do 45 minutes 
and I'm Love usually listening to in a podcast or uh, a comedy something. Yeah. And then I go up and I feed my dog and then uh, kiss my husband goodbye. And then I read 10 pages of a book every day. And then I walk the dog and then I might do something else. Like, uh, yeah, I'm a 50-year-old woman. So I, my mom's advice was clean something every day. So I might swiffer my house or vacuum. I might do uh, or clean yeah. a toilet. And then I go to my job. And then I sit at my desk. And work until, you know, until it's done, kind of. Um, and then uh, we, my husband and I make sure that we have dinner together. So between 6, 6.30, have dinner together. And then, like, tonight is podcasting with you. And tomorrow is an open mic. And Wednesday's something else. And Thursday's Dubuque. And Friday's yeah. the show. Yeah. So there's, and then, if, and then, um, <laughs> this is sounds silly. My husband's like, oh, well, if you get home at 9.00. We can watch an Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm like, okay. You know, and then we'll watch a TV show together and then go to bed. Yeah. But I always kind of eat the same things every day. Okay. So I don't have to think about that. That's that's alleviated a lot of anxiety for me. And, and it might have been a piece of anxiety, which is when uh, my husband being in the Army, he had gone away. He was serving like, uh, it was supposed to be a year and then COVID happened and he was serving two and a half years uh, at a base in Florida. So I could see him sometimes, but when COVID happened, it was few and far between. Mm. So I had watched. He's in the guard, right? He's in the reserves. Reserves. But he was full-time orders at that time. Gotcha. But I had watched a Marie Kondo uh, uh, show on Netflix, which is this little Japanese woman that shows you how to organize your house. Okay. And so I watched this organizational thing. And that's how I handle stress is I throw away stuff. I need to do that in my house. I got rid of everything. But I did it really in a cool way. I had a big sale. And first I got a Facebook group together and said, who'd be interested in this virtual sale? I'm going to take pictures of everything. And then it's going to be like an auction sold. And then for one weekend, you can either come get it or I will drive it to your front door. And you can Venmo or PayPal. And I made like 400 500 bucks and now we only have one christmas tree you know like sh- shit like <laughs> that yeah, yeah yeah and um now in my closet is only the things i like to wear so i know exactly what i'm wearing i just found day. out i had two weed whackers i didn't even realize it yeah i threw away a weed whacker recently because <laughs> home because uh black and decker changed the batteries uh... so i went no i don't like this weed whacker anymore but yeah, just just being able to see what I have, that kept me from buying the same thing twice, which I've done in the past. You ever go, oh, I can't find that great black hoodie. Now I own three fucking black hoodies. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So clothes I, are bad yeah. for me. Yeah. I actually read that the most successful like entrepreneurs wear that like what's his name for Facebook? He wears the same shit every day, and it's so you have more time for what you do creatively. Yep. So I actually have one of my closets. I have a little side closet because our house is from the 70s, so there's no walk-in closet. It's the closet like you had when you were a kid. But I have a little side closet in the guest room, and that is literally the few dresses I own and then what I call show clothes, clothes that I will wear to when I'm performing. Mm -hmm. And it's just a heightened version of my own personality. So when I'm on stage, I'm me, but I'm just a little bit more of a, cockier me i yeah. guess yeah a little bit more in your face me yeah and those are where those clothes are uh okay isn't that wild i need to get through 
get through a bunch of clothes and just get rid of them. It's yeah. so bad. I it for me it was so mind clearing. Mm-hmm. It really was. So now everything I know where everything in my house is. Down to the safety pins. It's you perfect. Know? Yeah. And it and it sounds so friggin' dorky, but it's really alleviated a lot of stress I get in it. my life. I totally get it. Yeah. 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 I'm just not there. But yeah, I get why that would make sense. Yeah. Now I have a rule. If a shirt comes in, a shirt goes out. Ooh. If pants come in, a pants goes out. That's a good idea. Yeah. And it makes you go, do I really love this? How much do I really care about this? Yeah. And it, yeah, I love it. Do you have any like shirts that you have like from like, they're like 20, 30 years old? No. You don't have any of those? Mm-mm. My dad used to have a couple. He used to have this sweatshirt. I think he still has it. That it's just falling apart. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I take that back. And, I have a sweatshirt was, from college. You have a hood. You yeah. have a sweatshirt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He has like this Notre Dame. He didn't even go to Notre Dame, but he just, it's just a cool old Notre Dame sweatshirt. It's just falling apart. And like he'll, he might have just thrown it out, but he used to just use it just to like when he was like painting or like doing something like where he was going to get dirty. Yeah. And I have those clothes, uh, you know, a little yeah. set of shorts or jeans that are the, you know, heavy yard work or painting yeah. clothes. And so does my husband and stuff. But he's worse than me. Like, I really want to throw away some of his shit and he won't let me. Oh. And he has a lot of old army stuff. Okay. That he won't let go. And it just kills me inside. But I let it happen. He has a members only jacket that has Chief Alinawick on it. And I guess he they don't put stuff with Chief Alinawick on anymore. Mm. Because of whatever yeah and yeah. i was like oh this thing's so dumb and he goes you throw that away and we're gonna have a serious problem <laughs> yeah. and so i mean we hide and it's, he doesn't wear it but it's it's there yeah and it's you said it's a jacket it's a members only jacket you don't oh my god by the look of your face you do not I'll look it up later <laughs> go look up members only jacket i feel like now i feel i don't feel old i feel like you should know <laughs> <laughs> it Rings a little bell, but I'm not a clothing or fashion person at all. It's the opposite of being a fashion person. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. You're, Would you're, it be a collector's item for like some? Uh, he thinks it is. He thinks it is the, we'll have to ask, the bomb diggity. We'll have to ask like Austin or Zach. They would know if that was like. I could see Austin wanting to wear it, but as a joke. As a know? joke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anymore. You were you were there. I was sitting next to you and uh, at the office uh, open mic the other night when Austin went up and did his uh, penis joke. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and I and I listened and listened intently. And as it went on, I was like in my head going, "Okay, I know. Oh, fuck, I know it's happening. I know it's going to happen. I knew. I knew it." Yeah, he just yeah. led up to led yeah. up to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I I. I don't understand what you guys see in me, but I'll just, I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'll just accept it. <laughs> I'll just accept it, yeah. Stupid idiots. 
That was a good night. Uh, I love that Ashley ended up winning. I feel like you yeah, campaigned for her. Yeah, she, well, she's <laughs> she's got a lot of she's got a lot of promise. So yeah. I know that you you uh, introduced me like it's about your the comedy mom and and I don't really see myself like as a mom. But then yeah. when I then when I do behaviors, I I do go okay, <laughs> you know, is this person all right? You know that kind of thing. Yeah, or, yeah. Or I'm cheering for the the, the one who's not. Or that shows like like Ashley shows a lot of promise. I'm excited. Oh for yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been talking to her a lot lately. She's really cool, and just trying to get her, you know, familiar with the more familiar with the area, or I guess just being a good friend to her. Yeah, just comfortable she's new. with. The, yeah. I think JT is too, and that's nice. Yeah, it's nice to see. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please drop me a review. I don't care if it's a bad one. If you hate this podcast, if you never want to listen to it again, but if you listen to it regularly, even better. I appreciate you. Share with your friends, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Really appreciate it. I'm trying to make this an even bigger thing. Continue to grow. Continue to do. Have awesome guests. And yeah, I appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you. You know, I don't, I don't drink very much at all either, and it's not. Uh, is it a health thing, or is it just? I I do have, and that and that is something that I use as a a success thing too. Is is I fitness and health and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I can I can only push it so far, whereas it can't be the number one thing in my life because of all the other things that I want to make number one, and that's where the craziness comes. But um, it kind of tastes, oh, just not in the mood. Yeah. Or, you know, or I don't sleep great later that night. But I do, I mean, I, I like bourbon. I mm-hmm. like more whiskey-oriented. I was telling uh, Stevie Moe and I were, t- were talking because he likes to talk about meat a lot. He loves smoking his meat. He, he loves smoking meat, <laughs> and, and he's pretty good at it. And yeah. so we've been, we've been talking recently, and... Um, uh, and I actually had Zach and Shane over. They came and saw my house. They know where I live. Whoa! I've, I'm growing. I yeah. I broke my rule. code. So they know where I live, and they saw a small cigar humidor, and uh, that we have. You know, we have oh, a good sweet. array of. I like bourbon. a good cigar every once in a while. I do too. Yeah. So I think you know maybe deep down I am a man. I I like cigars and whiskey, but I also have dresses. And I, like, <laughs> I like pretty things. I told my husband because he's going to be gone for the army during my birthday. And I said, new family rule. If you're not in the same town as me on my birthday, a dozen roses better show up at the door. <laughs> and they don't have to be all red because that's kind of whorish, I think. <laughs> that kind of like when you get a dozen. Yeah, it's kind of like mm, it, it just screams. It either screams I'm sorry or yeah, it's like a or thanks for the good fuck, you know. Pity or, some, or they or you're kind of hoary. I like brightly colored flowers, like yeah. basically the Costco ones. I like the Costco little bouquets. I just love Costco, but yeah. I love yeah, you love Costco. I love Costco. Yeah. I have friends now. Um, the Fairlife protein drinks. Uh, I have to. I want chocolate, and they never seem to have it when I go. And so I've got people on my. Keep an eye out for them for me. <laughs> I don't go there that often just because uh, you're one man. I'm one man, and I, I I buy very select things there. Yeah, we do too. Yeah. They're bacon bits since COVID. This bag is smaller, and the price went up.
Whoa. Yeah, I noticed that shit. Don't think I don't but know. But the Costco. hot dog price will not change. <laughs> Do you, did you see that? No. Um, I think I might. Do you buy hot dogs? No, no, no. I'm talking about like if you eat while you're there. You know how they have the little like oh the little taster stations and stuff. Yeah. No, they have like a they have like a concession stand. Oh, that yeah, where slices of pizza, hot dogs, the the frozen yogurt. Yeah, a hot yeah. dogs a dollar fifty, and I think you get a pop and eat and like chips with it. And that price has been the same since they opened. And the CEO like flipped out at a meeting, uh, and like took a hard stance when like he stepped down and said if the new CEO changes the price of the hot dog he will fucking kill him and he said it like that and he's quoted saying that I will be a hot I will be a Costco fan forever because uh, of that that is the coolest yes, thing that is amazing <laughs> I love that yeah. without without and that's just kidding. how he is I did a rep- like I did a report on them in college and somebody's already heard this cuz I've talked about it before mm. and I've learned a lot about that company and that CEO is the fucking man. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I do like Costco. Yeah. I like me a good Costco. Yeah, it's just a great tour. And they, their employees are paid well. Like everyone's mm-hmm. treated well. It's like mm-hmm. ran like I like. I eventually want to be a business owner, but I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that. You and your dad getting into business. Yeah, which uh, it's uh, <laughs> we're not quite there yet. Uh, that that was a source of some uh, foam or some trouble for me. I, I had like some anxiety issues. I, I feel like I'm blanketing everything with the word anxiety. And so forgive me if I'm not saying it right. But I went into business with a friend of mine. I, I have another business um, and uh, NFTs. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And so uh, I. How's that going? Uh, yeah. That's how it's going. Yeah. Um, but it's maybe 10 years from now we'll see you couldn't sell me on nfts uh, I, I, uh, I but but it's it's like this it's like a pretty version of the stock market it's like a pretty version of playing the stock market and i fell into it and uh there was probably a few months in a row where i was buying and selling and buying and selling and buying and selling and, and watching and waiting and seeing plummeted and Getting in in time and you didn't get any crypto, did it you? was really oh yeah I have I have some cryptocurrency uh-huh. okay yeah I have some ETH and I have some uh, Bitcoin and I I mean uh, yeah so you can say that I've lost five thousand dollars <laughs> or you can say wait and see if Leslie's <laughs> lost five thousand dollars yeah but I do own a good a decent array of NFTs that may do something in the future. Yeah. Or they may do absolutely nothing. Do you have nothing. any of the apes or the punks? I do not have an ape. I do not have a punk. Yeah. I have some dasks, which are actually holding their own in yeah. this economy. Uh, I have some rebels, which are mm, not doing the greatest, but yeah. we'll see. And, it, and we'll just see what happens. But I'm not doing... I'm not paying attention anymore because it was really affecting. I'm not. I'm not looking at my 401k right now. Oh my god, that that would be a smart thing to do. I'm just not looking. No. Oh well, I I do, and uh, I luckily my uh, I got it's gonna bounce I got, back. I got, it I got a new does. phone and the app's not working right, so I'm just like I'm not fixing it. No, it, it's just gonna be really bad right now. Yeah, it's gonna be really bad, but. I'm not touching. Uh, I'm, I'm not we're touching still ahead it. of the curve. We're still ahead of the national curve. Phoenix, Arizona. That's where I'm getting spam calls from. Lately. Oh, I get them from Virginia, and that's how I know they're spam too. Is it says potential spam, and then I don't know anybody in Virginia. So mine doesn't even say that. It just 
Actually, I think it's not. What happened to that do not call list thing? What happened to that? Nobody cares. Nobody gave a shit? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not. I have a ton of block. Like, here's all the calls uh, the, that you blocked. I'm like, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. It, it's Good an, on it. It's ridiculous. But where are you going to touch? You're going to touch on something else, like, anxiety-wise. Oh, it, well, I just had a ton of anxiety, and that was my only focus. It was, like, a little bit of a gambling, like, the NFT market going up, the stock market's paying attention to that Too on the much. daily. Yeah, it really bothered me a lot. Yeah. And I finally told my partner, I'm like, because I, I wanted to get into it to understand it. I wanted to understand the buyer mentality. And he goes, okay. He doesn't, he's, he's a multimillionaire. He hasn't bought one, one NFT. He's minted a couple free ones. Yeah. Uh, but I'm the dummy that's bought, <laughs> you know, he's like, okay. See how you like it. So explain minting to me, because I don't understand that. Minting an NFT. Uh, minting is just buying, but they call it minting, I think, because it's in the blockchain. And so yeah. when it's in the blockchain, every single little thing that you mint is now imprinted with a code that is unlike any other code out there. So it's a single solitary item. No, but like, uh, so, but obviously the blockchain's where the value is. Like, that's what m creates the value. The val. Interestingly, if you talk to somebody that's in in the crypto world, they will say the only thing that gives the crypto market value is the people assigning it value. It's people in general giving it value, and even when people that are, you know, on YouTube and stuff, and they call themselves NFT experts, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The value, let's say you bought an ape, and you bought an ape right in the very beginning because you were a techie, nerdy guy yeah. and thought they were kind of cute, right? Yeah. The minute Jimmy Fallon bought an ape, yours just went up seven times in value. Yeah. The minute Steph Curry bought his ape and put it on Post his- Malone. Yep. yep it just went up in value. So the world of NFTs is kind of reflective of the world of social media and what is assigned Crypto value. Crypto a bit too. To a certain degree, but there is some backing to it. Like you can buy a Tesla with Bitcoin if you want. Yeah. You know, um, that kind of thing. So there are people backing it that have some power, but it's- and and there's some interesting things on the global, in the global world. A guy in Kenya with a laptop can make money just as easily as you can, first world versus third world. Yeah. But I don't know if we're there yet. And governments are always going to either stifle something or they want their piece of the pie. Yeah. Lately, I've been watching a lot of Sopranos. <laughs> they want their piece of the pie. <laughs> yeah. Or it's not going to have, or it's not going to go anywhere. They yeah. either want to extinguish it, or if they, if they can get rich off it too, then they might make it have value. For me, it, it was an experiment to try to understand it, and I do understand the crypto space. That being said, all the jokes about it being stupid and stuff is kind of right right now. It's yeah. correct right now. Yeah. And for me and my financial future. It's not going to matter because That's not, where I'm investing in, I, I'm not going to get anything out. Like, we're not going to know until 20 years from now if this is any good. Yeah. So right now I just own a bunch of three-dimensional skeletons <laughs> that are pretty badass looking. <laughs> that are cool you know looking. I mean? yeah, yeah, that look cool. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some really, really cool ones. And I was There's just... some very cool ones. 
and the ones that I, and then you're, you're part of a community. Mm-hmm. So like you can go on discord and I can go on discord and I have a, I have a completely different persona than, uh, than I have in comedy or my, yeah. my human life on Twitter and in this discord, uh, I have a whole nother name, a whole nother thing. And I don't get to go on very much, but I did go on a little bit today and had fun just riffing with these people that we don't know. Yeah. In fact, one of them almost came to my show. I did, uh, I featured at the Comedy Barn in featured. Chicago one weekend. And uh, you, you don't know where anybody's from. And this one guy's like, oh, yeah, I, I live in Chicago. I should have came. I was I'm like, shit. <laughs> that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Is your name really Monkey, you know, back for 44? Okay. Let's that's go have your, a drink. Yeah. That's on your social security card. Yeah. But it was just an experiment, but it really kind of messed with my head a bit. And yeah, because you were. And if I get too much into the social media wormhole, th- what I value, and that's another book that really is saving my butt right now, is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Yeah. Because it's really reminding me. It's everything I already knew. But it's really reminding me, what do I really care about? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about that book. It's great. I think it's a good one to like keep re- reviewing every so often as a reminder, like, you don't care Read about this, this or you do care about Yeah. Yeah. Like, these things are not important. Or these things are, you know, make a choice. What about this one, though? The Courage to Be Disliked. By two Japanese so when gentlemen. Did you, when did you find that one? That was given to me by my uh, PIMS Labs uh, partner, uh, Andy. And uh, he said, I, because I, I actually went to, so I, this winter, January like one, three, I did the 75 hard challenge because I think I felt like oh, mentally I needed. My buddy just did that. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. He good. completed it. He yeah. completed it. So did I. I completed it. Um, and I, re- and you're supposed to read 10 pages of a book every day. Oh, I didn't know that was part of it. Yeah, the the I'm sure he did it, but I don't. The I, rules I know, I know are he did the fitness stuff. The and it's not necessarily fitness, but you had to do two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. Okay. One has to be outside. Got it. Pick a diet program that would work for what you want. If you want to build muscle, if you want to gain weight, lose weight, you're addicted to sugar, you don't eat enough vegetables, whatever. Pick some kind of a diet that you think works for you. Drink a gallon of water a day. Okay. No cheating meals. No alcohol. Ooh. Read ten pages of a book every day. I think that's all of them. I think and he still could smoke. Can he still smoke weed? Because he, I, I think he does. The guy does, but I think the the Andy Frazella. The I think he does, it. but because uh, my friend could probably do the alcohol thing, but I don't know if he could give up weed for seventy five days. I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's not something that is an issue for me. So it's I, know. I gotta ask him that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, I was never a big reader. I wasn't as a little kid, but not. Uh, as an adult, and so reading 10 pages a day, I, and and it's supposed to be nonfiction books. It's supposed to be books that you think can help you in life or get okay. inspired by business books or self-help or not something. Not a novel? No, not a, not a like a mystery novel or yeah. a romance novel or anything like that. So I went to the top people that I respect, and I said, what are your favorite books? Yeah. And this, The Courage to be Disliked, was, was one of Andy's. And he goes, I'm going to, and he literally just goes, Thank you for asking. I'm going to send them to you right now. And like a day later, I got an Amazon box, you know. <laughs> and this book was was fabulous, The Courage to be Disliked. Uh, I think that's I, something that would probably be up my alley because, yeah, I have a people-pleasing problem. 
Uh, I, I do too, to a certain extent, not as much as I used to. Um, but like I would come home after doing comedy or something and I could lay in bed. The best comedy for me, the best show for me is when I felt like I did good. I didn't suck. I wasn't the, it wasn't my, the, if it's really a good show, then I'll lay in bed thinking about it. If it's really a bad show, I'll lay in bed thinking about it. So I need just a happy mediocre. That was me Saturday. I was just like, yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was good. And now I can go to bed <laughs> yeah. and, and go to sleep and yeah. I'm fine. Yep. Um, and But I would a lot of times like the next morning say to Eric, did I say anything stupid? Did I do anything stupid? Did I go over any boundaries? Because sometimes when I get riffing, yeah, I, I don't, I'm just going. Yeah, I know. You know? Um, and so that, this, the courage to be disliked helped a ton in that. I'd loan it to you, but I highlighted it. No, so no, it's no, me. Fine. So I recommend you get that book so, so that, you highlight what works yeah. for you, you know? But I, I, and since, since, since 75 Hard, it ended in the spring. It ended like at St. Patrick's Day. I've tried to keep some of the things because I didn't want to go. Because that's the point, right? You're supposed to try to keep some new habits. You'd hope habits. so. You'd hope so. I kind of went a little crazy the first weekend and like, we're getting Whitey's ice cream and, you know, yeah. I'm having a Manhattan. I'm free. Yeah. yeah. But, uh. I, and I gained a couple pounds back because I think I, I, I actually I did it to the point where I knew what my starting weight, because weight was a key for some, but I wanted to see. So I lost eight pounds and I lost 3% body fat. Nice. And I wanted to see, and then I read like six or seven books. And I loved Hell the yeah. book reading, so I do that every morning. Yeah. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, I still try to do two workouts a day, but in the summer it's really hard. It's really hard because I'll either do like two hours of working out and one shot and then I don't have time to go do another one, mm. you know, or um, we go out of town or I'm at a show. Yeah. And every once in a while, I, as much as I don't drink much anymore, I probably have a couple of drinks a month, but I still want to drink when I want to drink. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. Um, uh, and so that didn't work for me. And uh I, I am a sweets person, so I have to kind of keep an eye on that. I like Mama likes her ice cream. Oh, I love ice cream. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's dangerous for me. Yeah, I, but I do want to stay fit and stuff, so I, I kind of try to keep and drinking that much water—a gallon of water a day—that was actually quite a bit. Of that's water. a lot. That's a lot of peeing. That is well. Luckily, I work from home. Yeah. So for twenty-two years, I've never had to poop in like a public restroom. That is. Beautiful. I know. That's kind of nice. That's such a luxury. I feel very fancy. I've been working from home for the last couple of years, and it, it is great. <laughs> yeah. Some people can't do it. Some people are not motivated that way. And my first year, I did kind of develop a little agoraphobia where I, I had a hard time getting out after that, being home so much. But yeah. I forced myself. I would yeah. actually go walk the mall. In the afternoons. Mall walking. Yeah, just to just nice. to have somebody interaction, like, can I help you, ma'am, or something, Yeah, and have a little of that. Try to get sold by somebody uh, like for some perfume yeah. or something. Yeah, and I, you know, so I don't take any specific drugs for anxiety, and it, and it doesn't really happen to me a ton. Sometimes I feel uncomfortable in places I'm, I don't know anybody, yeah. and, and I'd maybe rather not be in there, but mm-hmm. those, those don't, the little panic attacks, like, when you want to leave, yeah, you know, a place that those used to happen, but they don't really happen too much anymore. Um, 
And it's it's great. One of the best things about being older is going, I don't like this. I'm not going to <laughs> do this. Yeah. I'm not going, because when you're younger, you're like, I my friends think I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be here because I said I was going to go. And so now I don't even say I'm going to go to something ahead of time. I've been getting better at that. Yeah. That's, that's a FOMO thing for me, as well as a don't want anybody to not like you. Or you want to be missed. You're like, oh, they'll forget me if I don't go to Broken Saddle you know, <laughs> yeah, again. So but then you're sitting there going, or, or I am. Sometimes I'm I got sitting to there going, I that, hate this. I hit the Thursday mic in Dubuque pretty frequently. I was doing it pretty frequently. And then I like last Thursday, I was like, I'm not going. Yeah. Just not going to do it. I feel bad because I don't like to drive at night. And so I don't want, I love, and I do love the car rides, but I don't want to make Shane drive me, you know, or or feel reliant on somebody. And then I also don't want anybody to feel, I'll be a last minuteer. So I, if I really want to go, I'll go on by myself if I really want to go. And I've done that. Yeah. Many times. But I don't want anybody to feel pressure of, oh, let's get Leslie in there or, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want them to feel like they have to take me. Yeah. I'm not their stepkid or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, you really got to make yourself. I got to make myself sometimes because it is easy to just stay home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've gotten better at it. I actually miss not staying home sometimes. I'm out so much. Yeah. And it, me too. And that will be sometimes. I, I actually really enjoyed the Village Theater Sunday night mics. Yeah. But. That's, super chill. That seems to be when my husband and I can finally like watch a TV show or a movie at night. That's one of those where it's just so casual. Like, I really enjoyed that, you know. And that's when when people are actually listening, and you can try new stuff, yeah. and not feel the pressure of yeah. somebody wanting to, you know, what could at in Dubuque. It's like better do your best stuff so that just in case they offer you five minutes somewhere, and yeah. you get that chance. And it's not even somebody in the audience is gonna you know, offer you another chance. It's kind of like meeting new comics and Mm -hmm. getting to know other people. It's actually pretty, then you can just walk over to seven Hills and maybe, um, uh, what's his name's doing, uh, having his little comics on, on there. Goldberg. Goldberg, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be on the one July 9th. Okay. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, that room is weird, but it's, It'll be fine. Yeah, it's a chance to hang out with some friends. It's a Saturday night, so there'll be people there at least. I just got to get them to pay attention, you know? Because they're all sitting in different ways and stuff. And like. This turned into a conversation about stand up that went on for a little longer than we needed it to. And so I cut it. But if you're still listening, Please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on right now and drop a review because that really helps me push this content out and get more views and more listeners and that means more episodes. So appreciate you tuning in and staying tuned in. I like how different everybody is. Like some people are quieter and you just have to you have to pay attention. You have to yeah. listen. Nathan Kuhn, you got to pay attention. Nathan Kuhn, you need to pay attention, but he's so detailed yeah. in his storytelling. I don't call it comedy, really. 
uh, for me, I consider myself a storyteller. Yeah. Uh, J.D. Spatz, same thing, storytelling. Oh, man. You got to tune in. Yeah. But if, if you do, you're, you get a benefit from it. But that doesn't mean the atmosphere will fit them. Yeah. Same thing, atmosphere fitting them. Shane's comedy has to fit the atmosphere or he's either going to sail high or bomb hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and everybody in between is so different. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like a Whitman's chocolate box of comedy. It is. It is. It's so, yeah, we could go off on the comedy. Whatever. We're already going over time, I okay. think. Well, see ya. We should probably let. Bye. <laughs> we should is that how you Mike do it? <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. He was the first, one of the first people I met in comedy, and he kind of scared me. <laughs> Uh, but you know, getting to know him, he's a good, good, good guy. I like Dallas is great. Yeah, I like him. But yeah, uh, anything you want to say before we wrap up? Any words of wisdom? I forgot to get to that portion. What? The words of wisdom where you talk about cut out the middle part. Then. Yeah, that's true. I could cut out the middle part. Do well, you have any questions to for this old lady? The relationship, the, the relationships thing, uh, where you talk about. Uh, Uh, oh, in in stand up, yeah, where you, where I talk about some of you young guys, or and, young women, or young women. Well, do the women really bitch about love and? Well, you've sex? talked about, yeah, they do <laughs> about not finding the right guy and or their. Um, I think our world. I so you guys are definitely or they're setting obviously the bar younger. very high. Yeah. I don't, and a lot I of could expectations. just to you, I could just do it to you right now because you're here and yeah. you're younger and you're young and single and you're dating. So I, and you might have to help me understand your generation. I know for me, life was always like, you know, the movies and romance movies. And I, I will say as a young 20 something woman, I assumed that I would just be going about my life and just like a movie, I'd go into this travel bookstore and see this really cute guy as I was picking out a book and it would instantaneously lead to love and he would save me and our life would be perfect. I really did think that. And I really did, I I found myself saying the words, he's going to save me. When in in truth, I needed that. I needed to save myself. Yeah. So... And I have said to friends that were complaining about love and it worked and it was for me is eventually you'll be so sick of bitching about it that the pain of being single will outweigh the fear of trying not to be single. Mm. So you will be more sick of being alone than you will be afraid to try. Yeah. That's my thing. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I got there. I'm getting to that point yeah. right now where it's just like. But I think you think you have to fall in love with the f- next person you meet. So I had to solve my shit. Yeah. And I did with the books and the anxiety and stuff. And so once th- I solved that shit and then once I actually just with clarity said, what do I want? Yeah. I did want a partner. I did want a partner in life. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't I didn't say the words marriage, but I said I wanted to be in a relationship longer. I think at that time longer than I think it was nine months. I was the longest I was in a relationship. And every time we'd get in a fight, I'd get in a fight with a, somebody I was dating. It was over. Yeah. So I didn't know how to fight. 
in a relationship. Yeah. I didn't know how. Yeah. And so I said, I, that's what I want to learn. I want to learn how to fight in a relationship and it not be over. Yeah. And I wanted to see if I, I, I wasn't even focused on another person. I was like, do I have what it takes yeah. to give back in a relationship? And so then that's what I wanted to learn in the next time I was dating. I was ready to date. And then I knew I needed like four main things. I wanted to be obviously attraction sexually, physically. And then so that. And then I had to enjoy their company, yeah. find, find them fun to to be with. Yeah. I needed them to have the same moral baseline as me. Yeah. Same morals. Didn't have to be exactly the same religion. That's same morals. That's tougher now, by the way. It it shouldn't be. <laughs> but but if you don't bend in that. Yeah. Uh and the fourth one for me I'm was bendable, they, but only to a certain extent. Good. You yeah. should be. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one for me was they couldn't be idiots with money. Oh. That was my biggest thing. That yeah. was the thing for me because my parents were like, we work hard so that we can have a safe house. And at least one of our cars is a really good car that you take for, you know, long state trips, you know. Yeah. So you had to not be an idiot to that degree. Like, I, yeah. I never dated anybody that had super credit card debt or anything. In yeah. fact, when I met my, my husband was the fourth guy I went on a date with after I made that declaration to myself. He was the fourth guy. And my, my dating had rules. You either went out for coffee or beer. Mm-hmm. And if the conversation was going well enough, four hours was the limit. <laughs> if the conversation was going well enough that uh, somebody introduced the idea of getting food, then I'd say yes or no. And I left it at all I needed to know was that I wanted, if I wanted a second date. Yeah. That was it. I didn't have to see my children in their eyes. Yeah. You that, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do I want a second date? And then by like second date, if you don't think that there's any possibility that there's anything there, then go, thank you for your time. You're a lovely human being. And I, I, but I, but I, I care about you just enough to know that I'm not your person. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. Like, don't think you have to, like, I used to date, I went on like four dates with five dates with somebody that I thought maybe if I date them long enough, I'll like them. What the fuck was I thinking? I had that That's almost ridiculous. happen to me recently, actually. Where, yeah, where I had to kindly tell somebody that I'm not for you. Yeah, and and, and you're doing them a favor because yeah. the person you're supposed to be she with, appreciated that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The future mother of your children is probably with some dipshit right now. <laughs> oh, I guarantee it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just and then that's that's one of my jokes is like. When I see you young, go yeah. A couple. yeah, you've got it. If you're 24, uh, you know, and you're sitting next to who you think is the love of your life in this audience, you have at least two more idiots yeah. before you get to them. Yeah, it ain't that person. It's you know really not. You're you're making terrible choices <laughs> in life because you don't know enough yet. Yeah. But once I made those clear decisions, uh, my husband came into my life, and and. It's not like it gets easier at that point. Like once we got married, the first few years were a bitch, and I did. I I would if if getting out would have been easy, I probably would have. But I wouldn't have known. I still was pretty stupid about love and relationships. I needed those first few years of crying and you know fighting and fucking and all that other kind of stuff. But now it's in this nice pace where. When I have a problem, I I 
I tell him everything. I'm like, I don't like this. And he'll say, okay, yeah. Yeah. And why not communicate with them? What are you hiding? Like I threw every skeleton out immediately. Yeah. Because if you decide you don't like this life, better earlier than later. Yeah. You know? Good point. I, I, I'm sad that you, why do you think that the moral baseline is different or that you have to compromise? I mean, I get compromise from the standpoint of, like, I hate Chinese food. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but, I don't uh, mean like that. Yeah. But why would you compromise uh, some morals that you value, I guess, if you value it? No, I don't want to. That's what I'm saying. But it makes. You think it, it, it makes your sphere smaller? Yes, I do. So what? You only end up picking one. True, true, very true. I'm yeah. just saying. Would you rather have a really good donut or a bag of shitty ones? <laughs> I'd rather eat. I'd rather go down to Hertz and get a one really great donut. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm more of a Hy-Vee guy myself. I'm Hy-Vee's cookies are good. Hy-Vee's cookies, are... Hy-Vee's donuts are good. I've never had their donuts. I don't eat donuts a lot, but when I do, I go to Hertz <laughs> for their donuts. I get it. But I'm at a higher level of like, <laughs> I want to eat good shit. <laughs> and you're, you're well, you're closer. Hertz is a trek for me. I live on the- It's a bit of a trek for uh, me, too. Yeah, I live on- I live West closer Davenport. to you than I- You live in West Davenport? No, like, eh, northwest. You I'm, probably live by my parents, I think. Off Division and Northwest, I think. They yeah, I live by like- Kind of boring. You know where Northwest Little League is? Like the, I don't know. That's probably not a good example. Uh, Mid City High School. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's right over there. Yeah. Okay. So not that far. You live by Chris Starman, then. I do. I just found out where he lives, and I'm gonna probably invade his space sometime soon because he's been a hermit. Yeah, that'd be a good thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) I found out his exact. I talked to him today. He's gonna go to Broken Saddle tomorrow. Okay. Good. Yeah. We'll see him. All right. Well, but I get why you would want to invade. I was space. considering that. I was like, "Am I yeah. am I gonna have to show up at this guy's house?" I will. Yeah, especially yeah. if you live two blocks away from me. I mean, well, he's a good dude too. You, uh, he's not gonna be like leave. <laughs> he might not open the door. I don't <laughs> know. Open the he door. would. He would. He's a good guy. That's another thing. Is I've been kind of contemplating is how much do I invest emotionally in this new group of wonderful people that I know. Yeah, because some, some you don't know if they're going to stay. or I have a sense of who's going to stay and who's not. I do. I think most of the people now are the stayers. There's gonna be a, there might be a couple that won't, and a few have already kind of left. Yeah. But that's, tri- that's the tricky thing that I'm learning, figuring out how to handle right now is that, and then as I gain popularity, how to handle people that are just – very uh, happy to be uh, almost aggressively uh, friendly. Mm. I don't know quite how to handle that yet. Like like they're doing it to be like get a favor later or something? No, 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 though. They're, they're fans oh, and okay. they're very friendly, but oh, okay. they're very, very friendly. Yeah. And I don't know quite how to handle that. Right now, I just joke it off and walk away. But I'm in this space, too. I don't want to be afraid of my space. Yeah. I've I've talked to and met some pretty important people in my life, and I, they don't 
And ever since I realized that everyone has their thing and no one is better than I am. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Everybody's. I don't really. I I know there'd be certain people that I would meet and I would probably like be like, uh, like I don't know how to talk to like celebrities or something. Um, but I'm to the point like everyone's just a regular. Everyone's just a person. Like you know. Yeah, but sometimes you'll have people that give you a little too much friendliness. Yeah, I get it. No, I'm talking about for me being on the person. Oh, you think you being the other person. Yeah, me okay. being the other person. I just, yeah, I haven't had, I, I, I do have some people that, yeah, like give me a lot of compliments in order. Um, compliments even, is one thing. Yeah, compliments is one thing. But I've only been doing comedy for a year, so I, I, I'll i take any compliments. Right? You're you know? like, oh, red rose me. Yeah. Red rose me because I am a comedy whore. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry this podcast went long. You can cut anywhere you want. Chop yeah. It up, chop it up. Yeah, I mainly want it. Is that guy still here with his baby? I think so, yeah. He's oh. got to be. Oh, he has to be because he locks up? Yeah. Oh, so he should That was leave. the main thing I wanted to do. <laughs> Is stay later. Well, he showed he, up late, but I'm, I don't want to be a dick. Uh-oh. Um, he was probably working on something anyway. But yeah, we should probably wrap up. But yeah, we probably could have had a Joe Rogan sized podcast if we wanted to. Um, did I give you enough mental health issue? Oh yeah, for sure. And then bringing up the books too, which is good because. Um, especially those two, cause not a lot of people probably know. A lot of people have heard of the, uh, the Mark Manson book. That's obviously cause it's newer. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm only halfway through. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big book, but. You're only doing like 10, 20 minutes a day. Uh, 10 pages a day. 10 pages. Okay. 10 pages a day. If I can get more in, I will. Yeah. But like I have, I like to be busy a lot and so I probably choose my life is like Thanksgiving dinner you're like you're you get to the table hungry and you're like I will take it all yeah. and then like five bites in you're like oh fuck I, I put too much on my plate yep so uh-huh. so I I try to be as organized as possible if I can with my life yeah it's tough balance but I really this that 75 hard I really learned a lot of great valuable lessons out of it and it's better than anything I ever tried it, it was it was more of a, it really was a mental like do I have what it takes to stay on task when life throws curveballs at me and I did it in the winter so like literally the day I started it was negative four degrees outside and it said I had to go outside for 45 minutes uh. I bundled the hell up I was like Randy from you know Christmas story yeah. And uh, just went walking. Just went walking every day. In People drive by like, who is this nut? You, you just turn into this grouchy old man, like shovel your driveway, you know, shovel yeah. your sidewalks. Checking everybody's sidewalks. Yeah, but yeah. it made me a good, it made me a good reader. And I like that. So I, what I, what is different is like the next book is like John Cleese's biography. You know, like I'm not just doing, you know, yeah. uh, self-help type books. Yeah, because you get burnt out. That gets a little. Boring, yeah. Well, and also you're like, Am I am I so damaged? I have to drink, eat, you know, do a yeah. self help book all the time. Like, can we just relax a little? Yeah, I want to read a novel next, like just something. Just some novel, any yeah. novel. Yeah, yeah. Just well, I'm like escape. a murder mystery novel. Yeah, like I to was, escape. Yeah, are those your kind of favorite? Do you yeah, like murder that's my mysteries? Go-to, yeah, cool, 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 cool. 
Yeah, sometimes those are nice to just zone out. Exactly. Yeah. I need that. But yeah, let's let Caleb go home. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you being on. And it was a mutual thing. It was just a matter of making it happen. And we made it happen. Yeah.